Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today is Thanksgiving, and I have a lot to give thanks for. I hope you do also. I just want to share with you today a little bit about that. To start the show off, let's tell a story. Yesterday, I was sitting at a restaurant that serves food at a bar. I guess it's a Buffalo Wild Wings, just to let you know. And every single day I go there, and I sit at that same bar, and I eat eight chicken tenders, um, boneless, skinless chicken tenders, and a salad. Eat that every single day. Every single day I eat the same breakfast. Protein breakfast, eggs, cottage cheese, one biscuit, muffin. That's it. Every day, I eat these same meals. My body knows exactly what it's getting. My body gives me exactly what I expect to get out of it. At 67 years of age, my body is in really very, very good condition. In fact, I go to the gym, and it's hard to press for people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s to keep up with me. Only a few highly skilled bodybuilders can keep up with me. So why do I bring all that to your attention? I was sitting there at this bar and just minding my own business, and two young guys came in, sat right next to me. And they started talking about life. And I later found out, they told me, that one guy was 31, the other guy was in his 40s. And the 40-year-old began, or didn't begin to, he continually was lecturing this young guy about life, and specifically about women, and how to pick women up, and how to attract them. And they got off on to, well, you know, women are just fickle. They want stuff. What can you bring to them? What can you give to them? And by the way, both of these guys were math teachers. And so whatever that means, but they're just people. I'm sure they don't have a lot to bring to the table. Although when I asked them what they had, one of them was honest and said he had nothing. The other one said he he had a million dollars, (laughs) which I knew was a lie. Because the guy's 31 years old and he works as a math teacher. And where I'm going with this is the conversation went from, okay, how, what does it take to be a woman's man into what does it take to be a successful person? You know, what attracts women? You know, and this guy's lecturing this younger guy. you got to have something to bring to the table, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's going, well, you know, right now I'm just a math teacher, but if I keep doing what I'm doing in the long run, I'm going to be very wealthy. And uh, the other guy's going, oh, so what you're saying, it's the long game. And the guy's going, well, you know, yeah, I guess it's really what it is, the long game. And the guy's going, yeah, but, you know, what about getting your women now? What about the happiness you have now? You're in your 30s. I'm in my 40s. Should we live life while we're young? And so on. And then out of nowhere, the guys turned to me. Sir, sir, I'm going to ask you, I'll buy you a drink if you'll answer this question for me. I said, well, I don't drink, but go ahead. Go ahead and answer the ask the question. He said, is it the long game? Is that what really matters? And I said, well, what really matters is what really matters to you. So I ask you a question. Can you tell me what really matters to you? And it dumbfounded them both. 
They could not tell me what was important to them. And I said, okay, there's many things you might think are important in life. You're going to have to figure out what those are. Let's start with fitness. They go, no, fitness is important. I said, fine. Here's a picture of me when I was Mr. Texas. Here's a picture of me when I was 50, ripped to shreds. Here's a picture of me when I was 60, still ripped to shreds. And here I am today. And so is that the long game? No, that was the short game. I was worried about being in excellent shape at the time. But I just never stopped thinking that being in excellent shape was important. So the long game is really a compository of the short game over time. I said, what do you think about possessions? Do you think it's good to have possessions? You know, like nice cars, nice homes, that kind of stuff. And they go, well, no, that would be nice. I said, would you like to have a nice place to live? Would you like to have nice cars and things? They go, yeah, that'd be nice. I said, okay. Here's a picture of my 16,000-square-foot home. With Here's the 20-car garage that goes with it, the swimming pool, the luxury outdoor area. And they just looked like, oh, my God. I said, I live in a resort. Do you think that's important? They go, well, you know, I, I really live wherever I live. And all of a sudden, they really started to be offended. Like, okay, this guy's better built than we are. He's got more wealth than we have. He's got more assets than we have. And the guy says, we have all this debt. And I said, no, I don't have any debt. He said, the house is paid free and clear. Everything I own is free and clear. He said, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm a real estate investor. He goes, what does that mean? And I said, well, I buy houses, apartment complexes, businesses, buildings. He goes, well, that means you're in debt, right? I said, no, I don't have any debt in my name at all. None. Zero, zilch. My credit report is completely clean of debt. I own some companies that have mortgages on some of the real estate I own, but that mortgage is non-recourse. I didn't sign for it. He goes, well, how do you do that? I said, well, if you want to do that, here, here's my name. Look up the website here and go learn how to do it. And he goes, oh, oh, oh. So you're one of those real estate guru guys or, or, or something. I said, well, you could call me that, but the reality is I'm a, a personal life coach more than anything. I help people get where they want to be in life. You guys don't even seem to even know where you want to be in life yet. I said, look, the thing you have to understand is that the last thing that I came to realize was important in life was family. And I, when I was young, like you, I chased around women. I thought that was the, the thing you wanted to do, the conquer the woman thing. And uh, I did that forever, or not forever, for a long time. And then finally I met my wife, and I finally decided that, hey, this was the right person. I'm going to get married and uh, live happily ever after and raise a family and, you know, make the commitment for life. And I said, do you realize right now that all the wealth and everything is wonderful and the physical fitness is absolutely imperative? I said, but the final, the icing on the cake is that family. And I was trying to share with them, you know, you say, what do you have to be thankful for? And I'm going to go over what I have to be thankful for in a minute. But for them, I'm saying, as long as you're out there chasing around and you have no priorities for your fitness, you have no priorities for your finances, you have no priorities, you, you're, not, you're never going to be happy. You're never going to be successful. And the long game is not just waiting until you're lucky enough to find a good woman. It's deciding it's important to find a good woman. And it's not hoping that you have a good family. It's making a good family happen, building the family structure. 
those are the things. And then I showed them my daughter and how successful she was and my other daughter and son, how successful they are. And I said, look, this is this is a generational thing. This is how you build generational success. And I say success because it's more than wealth. It's fitness. It's wealth. It's having the right relationships, the family, the right family. Those are all things that get handed down. Now, at first, they, they were really sort of befuddled by all this. And finally, one guy goes, well, look, and he took a piece of paper out. Tell me the, the five most important things in life. I said, I'm not going to give you a seminar right here at the restaurant. He said, well, what, what, what would one have to do to get you to mentor them? I said, you can't get me to mentor you. I said, all my mentors are multimillionaire, successful family people. Uh, you can get one of them to mentor you if you want to go to our program. But I said, you can't get me because I'm done. He said, well, can I get your card? I go, you don't understand. You have to have a job to have a card. I don't have a job. I own 27 companies. I have no card for any one of those 27 companies because I don't work in any of my businesses. I own them. These guys couldn't conceive that. It was totally inconceivable to them that somebody could own a company without working in the company, that you had to do something in the company. And they just couldn't conceive it. So I said, look, guys, you know where to find me. There's my website if you want to go. And he said, well, I want to know this. I said, well, if you want to know all that, then go. But see, the guys aren't going to go because the guys are young guys. Oh, and the other thing the guy said to me, which is pretty interesting, he goes, what do you think of Dave Ramsey? And I explained to him, Dave Ramsey is kindergarten education for finances. I said, I'm graduate school education. It's being teachers. You should understand that. And he goes, well, look, he's got more likes than you do or more followers than you do on on YouTube. And I said, dude, do you understand how stupid that sounds? I said, only young kids care how many followers people have on YouTube or on Twitter. Adults don't care about that. Adults listen to the radio. I'm at different stations. They listen to me. They listen to what I have to say. Not my voice amongst 300, 400, 500,000 other people they can look up in five seconds. This thing about how many likes and dislikes and how many followers you get is useless. What are you trying to sell advertising or what? Or are you trying to be successful? So that's irrelevant how many followers have. And those people are going to figure it out. Maybe someday by the time you grow up to my age, the follower thing might be important. But right now it's only important to celebrities. It's not important to real people. But you're on all the time on these online places. And you don't even know how to take care of life. Look at you. Look your fitness. Look how you're dressed. Look what your job is. Look how your relationship situation is. And it's all... It's all arrested. Arrested means like a kid didn't grow up. It's You're like you've been held back in school in life because you spend all your time worrying about the unimportant things about who's watching who where instead of about what's getting done by you. So I feel sorry for you guys. But I care. And if you're willing to change, the information is out there. And there's the key. And I left, shook their hand and left. The key is the information is out there, guys. 
It really is if you want it. If you really want to be successful in any way, shape, or form, it's out there. So what I thought I'd do today is a lady uh, actually sent me an email the other day and asked me, which book did you recommend? I want my daughter to read it so she's successful. I said, ma'am, I talk about books all the time. Um, so today I thought I'd go down and cover some of the most important things I learned in life that made a difference for me. The first book that I read, you have to understand, I was 200 pounds in fourth grade, Coke bottle glasses, shaved head. My dad just didn't send me to a barber. It cost money, so he just shaved my head with a clipper. And uh, I was fat. I was ugly. I had no self-respect. But back then, my parents lied to me and told me nobody cares. You know, fat people are happy people. I mean, every lie in the world. Your parents can give you, my parents gave to me. So I decided I'd go fix it myself, and I went out and I found a book by Bruce Randall. Bruce Randall was a 400-pound guy that decided to get in shape. He started working out with weights, and he became Mr. Universe, and he was in phenomenal shape. I followed everything he said, and within a year, I'd gone from a fat kid into the strongest, leanest kid in my school and probably one of the top athletes in the state. In fact, I won the state powerlifting championships in high school three years in a row. I was a state Olympic lifting champion and the national junior Olympics Olympic lifting champion. Um, so I won all kinds of physical fitness awards, right? The bottom line is, is that this book worked. I read the book. I did what the book said. It worked. Now, while I was doing it, my parents were telling me, that's ridiculous. Everybody I met told me that lifting weights will make you muscle-bound. You're not going to be a good athlete. I said, I'm not a good athlete. Now I'm a fat slob. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous stuff that, by the way, is all disproved now. Now everybody, even golfers, lift weights. But, you know, you're going you're gonna to ruin your life, and it's going to be this, going to be that. Come on, what is it going to be? You're going to ruin your life. When we come back, I'll tell you how I overcame all that. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Teaching you with a roadmap to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Del Wamsley's Real Estate Investing Worst Case Scenario. Let's say the Democrats took away all tax deductions away from real estate like Ronald Reagan did in 1986. In 1986, we had stock market crash, a real estate value crash. The world came to an end for three months. Why? Because he took the value away from owning real estate for people who used it as a tax break. People like myself who got started at 87 go, you know, you can really buy this stuff cheap right now. In fact, I can buy it so cheap, I can rent it and make a 20% return. Cap rates were 20%. I buy a building and I made 20% of my money without leverage. If I put leverage on it, I made 30 or 40% return. Ungodly returns. Right now, you can earn less than 1% on a savings account. So do you think I hope that happens again? Yes, I do. In 2008, when the world crashed and cratered, I bought real estate 50 cents on the dollar. I said, well, what happened to the stuff you already owned? I kept it. It stayed full. We rented it. We made money. Don't let the fear of losing money hold you back from making money. Join us for the next live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. 
You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're having our Thanksgiving show. We're talking about what there is to be thankful for. I'm going through my list. My first list was uh, the fact that there are people in this world that have left information. And that's those clues to successful life in every aspect of your life. I don't mean just money, but in every aspect of your life, the clues are left behind. They're breadcrumbs for us to follow. All you have to do is find the people that have got the kind of life you want, that have done the kinds of things you want to do, and study them and follow their information. People are kind enough. They're, I guess, kind enough's the right word for it, whatever. They care enough to leave behind the information necessary for the next person to follow them and do what they did. So the first book I, I learned about was a, a book by Bruce Randall about how to get in shape to go from 400 pounds to Mr. Universe. I followed that book and it worked and I never had physical fitness problem ever again. I've been in physically great shape ever since I was about 14 years old or a little younger than that when I first started doing this stuff. The next book that really helped me out was a book about myself. And by the way, in one of the books I read, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by um, Stephen Covey, he talks about start with the end in mind. But before you start with the end in mind, start with the self. you got to fix yourself before you can fix the world. You can't fix the world if your self is all messed up. So the first thing I fixed was the physical fitness part of my life, which, you know, gave me a lot more confidence. Just first of all, getting a win under the belt of one thing in my life and having my arms wrapped around one thing in my life was successful. From going from a fat, ugly little kid to a physically fit, healthy kid. Uh, the next thing was this book by Dr. Wayne Dyer called Pulling Your Own Strings. And this was about how everybody in the world wants to control and manipulate you. And it's interesting because back then it was mostly, okay, your parents. And if you ever watch this George Lopez comedian guy on TV, he's got a TV show, where his mother every single day tells him that he was nothing as a son, he'll never be anything as a son, he's a loser, on and on and on. He's got this struggle through his whole life about his mother, you know, looking down on him and not thinking much of him, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. His father left when he was a young kid, so he has no male image. He's just got this really mean mother. I came from the same kind of background. I had a really mean mother uh, that was just an alcoholic and a drunk or and a drug addict. So, you know, those people just pick on your self-confidence. They try to tell you um, that you should feel bad for them. People want you to feel bad for other people. They want you to feel bad for them. They want you to worry about the green this and the green that. And they want you to worry about the woke this and the woke that. Everybody out there wants to manipulate you to make you feel bad about the things they want you to do for them. It's all a scam, guys. It's all a scam. And Wayne Dyer talks about his book called Pulling, the Own, Pulling Your Own Strings to where you take your life back. Where when people say something to you, you don't let whatever they say to you even bother you. It's like, it doesn't hurt me. You know, it's like words are like sticks and stones break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Just, you know, it means nothing to me. Your opinion means nothing to me. And once you get back your self-respect and you stop chasing women for your self-esteem and you start meeting women because 
you want a friend. You want nice people. You want good people around you. You don't put bad people around you. You don't put people around you that manipulate you and control you and tell you what to do and put you in bad situations. And that's what a lot of people do. They attract those kinds of people to themselves. And it's because you act like the person they want you to act like. And the book, I can't do the book justice. I mean, there's, you know, let's say there's 15 chapters. Every one of them is just eye-opening as can be. But I'll tell you what, when I got done reading that book, people couldn't get to me. You know, my grandparents go, well, what do you think about, why are you lifting weights? It doesn't matter what you think. I'm lifting weights because I know it works. Well, why do you think, why, why, why do you have your hair long? I, does it really matter to you why I have my hair long? I, just, I really enjoy having it long. Someday I'll have enjoy having it short. You know, and just nothing that they could say would mean anything to me because they wanted me to do what they wanted me to do. And I just wouldn't do it, right? Well, you should, you should help your sister out. My sister was a complete brat that would do nothing to help herself. She followed after my mother. She, you know, copied every trait. Said, I'm not going to help her out. She won't help herself out. I'm not going to worry that I became super successful. My, my, my sister married a motorcycle guy, <laughs> then a, a mechanic, uh, and, and then a boxer. And I mean, she, and she's still not married to anybody because she went through all these terrible relationships. I can't do anything about that. I can't help her. She ruined her life. I didn't ruin her life because my life was good. And on and on and on. Everybody, your boss is trying to do it to you. Your, your, your people you work with are trying to do it to you. In fact, these kids were really talking about how these women were manipulating them at work. Um, just pick everybody around you, man. Your church is trying to do it to you. Uh, everybody is trying to do it to you. And when I found out this and understood that everybody else out there was trying to pull my strings and I was letting them, I just stopped. And I'll tell you what, when you stop letting people pull your strings, it's not, you're not being mean to them. You're just saying, no, a lady came to my door. My next door neighbor came to my door just a few minutes ago. She's a multimillionaire. She wanted, she's got a boyfriend that's over at her house and they're trying to move their Christmas stuff to the front of the house. She goes, would you come over and move it for us? You've got a truck. I go, no, I'm not going to come over and move your stuff for you. Well, can we use your, your tailgate ball so we can put it on our truck so we can pull this trailer around that has all this stuff? No, right down the street. You're a multimillionaire. You get you can go buy all those balls for like ten bucks. They're right down the street here at the the auto mechanics place, and, and she goes, "Oh, you can." I go, "Of course you can." She goes, "Are you sure you don't want to come?" To no, I don't want to come do it. I mean, people are crazy how they'll try to manipulate you to get you to do stupid stuff, right? So that was the next thing I had to learn. Now. Once I got my self-esteem back and once I got my physical fitness back, which added to my self-esteem, I was really going from that point on. And I'd learned something else. I had learned that I could learn. Whatever I needed to know to be successful, I learned that I could learn it. I realized that if you just, whatever you want in life, you can have if you just go find the information on what it takes to get there. Right? Um one interesting point a guy told me one time, a really close friend of mine, and I, I give a lot of thanks for his name is Jack Nagel. He said, anything you want in life you can have, all it costs is money. <laughs> he had this thing about, you know, I don't, money is useless except for buying things. And you can have anything you want, but it just costs more money. So just make more money and buy more stuff if you want more stuff. If you don't want more stuff, you don't need more money. 
And it was just so nonchalant how this guy just didn't care about money, but he had a lot of it. But it was because he knew that you need to make a lot of money if you want to have a lot of things. And his family wanted to be, live nice, so he had money. Another one that I heard is you can have anything you want in life, but you can't have everything. So you have to make decisions. You have to make trade-offs. And that was another great thing to learn is that, hey, I can't do 20 things at the same time. i got to pick those two or three or four things in my life that are really important and focus on them. In fact, I learned that I need to focus sometimes heavily on one or two of them for a short period of time and let some of the other ones get out of balance and then come back and pick those others up and keep the others spinning. Just like I look at life, it's like uh, one of those magicians that spin plates. You get one up on the thing and you spin it and you get another one up and spin it, and you get another one up and spin it, and then whoop, you got to go back and grab the first two and spin them again. You just keep juggling these plates and you try to see how many you can get up there. And the better you are at life, the more plates you can get spinning. And the way you get more plates spinning is you hire yourself assistant to go spin the other five or ten plates. And all this is learned. But I learned it all from books, right? So the next book that I learned from, and I think it was probably one of the greatest books I've ever read, if you look at a book, it's called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And this book is everything. I mean, it is chapter after chapter after chapter after chapter about how to become financially successful in life, how to run businesses, how to take care of yourself, how to, how to build your your life around your finances. Unbelievable. I just can't say enough about it. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. If you haven't read it, you're missing out. The next book, though, was more of a self-development book, was Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And what happened was is that my company I worked for said, Dale, you're one of the best salespeople we have because you really believe in the product. Well, I was selling health club memberships, and I was <laughs> bodybuilder, so I can really believe it. He goes, and you're a really good manager because you're all over the details and this and that, but you're just not very friendly. And that was because I decided early on in life that, hey, people are pulling my strings. And I'm not letting them get close to me and manipulate me. I'm going somewhere in life, right? I knew I was going somewhere in life, and I had to get there. And I realized what I was doing in life was I wasn't listening. I had developed the ability to not hear what people wanted to tell me. But in turn, I'd also eliminated my ability to be empathetic, to listen to people. And you got to listen to them. And hence, I picked up listening skills that to this day I think is probably the most valuable part of my success. If so that was a great book. It really helped me a lot. At that point, we now get to something called The Richest Man in Babylon. And The Richest Man in Babylon is a parables book like the Bible. It tells a bunch of stories. And it talks about all the common mistakes people make financially. I, I had my kids reading it when they are 8 years old. Everybody I've ever had read it with my, you know, and everybody read it to their kids and said it's the greatest book in the world for understanding how dumb people are about finances and about money. It just really breaks it down. Now, the next book after that was Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. I didn't learn to read it. I read it and learned from it. Um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in this book, you learn that you got to fix yourself first. And then you fix your relationship second, and then you go out and fix your future third. And there's these seven steps that you need to follow, seven habits you pick up. Successful people have habits. You have to realize that doesn't mean you do exactly the same thing. It means they take situations the same way and deal with them effectively the same way. The seven habits are the seven habits successful people have.
and kind of it pulled all this other stuff together for me. Uh, the next business book that I read was E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And this was really the one that made me wealthy. I mean, really rich. By the way, the book E-Myth, there, it's a myth that you're an entrepreneur. E stands for entrepreneur. Myth means you're not really an entrepreneur. Owning your own business, owning your own company, working in your own company is not owning a business. It's owning a job. To have a business, you have to develop it from the beginning without you in it. If you ever hold a position in your company on the org chart where they can point to you and say, you have that job, and if you don't show up for that job, the company doesn't work, you don't own a company. You own a job. And when I realized that, I pulled out of lifestyles. I mean, I immediately started making arrangements to, to hire people that were smarter than me for everything I did. I had like eight hats. I was doing like eight things. And I said, I got to stop doing this. And I just started hiring people that were smart enough to do every job I did. Now, no one person could do all eight of them or they'd own their own company, right? I had owned my own company because I could do all eight of them, which means I could run a company for next to nothing. But once that company wanted to grow, I couldn't grow because if you're working in your company, there's only so much you to go around. And so you got to get you out of the company. And I did. And now Lifestyles has 50,000 clients in every state in the country, and it's unbelievable. I own real estate companies in 10 states right now. We're trying to get in more. It's just unbelievable. I'm so thankful that all of these people in all of these books have given me the knowledge they gave me, and I'm going to take you back one last time to think and grow rich. Whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. If you believe that one statement, then there's no holding you back from anything. Have a wonderful holiday and look forward to the rest of the year. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.